0: is Derek Moyer and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome everybody to this week's podcast. This week I've got a very special guest with me uh, and we're going to be talking on how do we care for our souls in this hour. I, I've had a few conversations the last few days that have really reinforced the need for this just now. People expressing discouragement, people expressing fear, just with the lockdown, the difficulties people experience experiencing adjusting to it. So we're going to do a podcast, you know, really focusing on this, offering you help, offering you uh, some hope, offering you some encouragement. And I couldn't have thought of a better person to ask to Come and talk about this today. Than my, my friend, the associate pastor at Destiny Church, Dave Thompson, uh, who's responsible for the counselling, uh, course director at Destiny College up there in Glasgow. So, Dave, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing very well. I've uh, been up early this morning, a uh, wee
1: bit of prayer, and then
0: Ireland. <laughs> wow, I tell you, <laughs> oh boy, I'm not gonna let my wife hear this <laughs> uh, So Dave you can tell us a wee bit about yourself. You know, I know I'm getting your wee introduction there, but what what is it you actually do with the, the counselling up there in Glasgow? So I'm
1: responsible for all the counselling that happens at our Shoreline's facility in Glasgow. So I'm responsible for training and uh running, directing the councillors. We've got fourteen councillors in Glasgow mm-hmm. and a couple in Edinburgh and we offer counselling into the community. Mm-hmm. Now for most people to get counselling can be very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what we decided to do in my heart has always been the people that need therapy and counselling most can't always get it mm-hmm. or they have to wait for months and months, sometimes over a year in the NHS. Yes. So my heart was always to make it accessible mm-hmm. for people to get good counselling. And so uh, we started the process a number of years ago and we managed to get counselling training through Destiny College and so... Um,
0: that's where we're at now with fourteen qualified counsellors. Tremendous, Dave. Can you maybe share a wee bit on you know how you led into the counselling in the first place? Yeah, well, I I, I came to know the Lord over thirty years
1: ago, mm-hmm. um, and at that time I was working uh, as a chef. And uh, after I came to know the Lord, things started to take off, i'll make this as brief as i can mm-hmm. career wise <laughs> and ended up as an area manager with a big contract catering company
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but I, I think what happened in that whole process of building career family and house that i began to lose some kind of spark within myself mm-hmm. and i became very stressed i was still attending church but it was kind of it was almost like habit now mm-hmm. and um A friend of mine suggested that I go along and see a counsellor. And I said, a counsellor? I'm a boy from Partick in Glasgow. We don't do (laughs) counselling. He says, well, what harm would it do you? He says, it's confidential. Nobody needs to know. So I went along. And after about the third session, I really felt, uh, I think it was a conviction from the Lord that this is what I had to do for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So in the middle of all that stress, somehow, I managed to increase my capacity and go do, over the next three or four years, four four and a bit years in fact, getting all the qualifications and then just working in the community and uh, it's all kind of grown since then. Mm -hmm. So there was something out of adversity, out of pain, Mm -hmm. it came blessing Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I love what I do now. you can get a bit of tiredness but
0: Mm -hmm. I don't get stressed with it. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. And I mean, in this hour, Having you to talk about soul care How we care for our souls in this hour It's like you had a conversation with me Before all the pandemic started About you know you're away in Mexico You were caring for your soul Pursuing development And uh, you mentioned about a helpful app And the care for your soul And I mean now we're in this situation And it's like these things were like a Take it or leave it can I? Decision we kind of made about them Nah I don't really need to bother with that It's almost like now people have been forced into You need to care for your soul The counselling The adding the right things to your heart and mind Is so key right now Do you know say so? I think what's really
1: essential right now Is everything has changed mm-hmm. And change is always difficult to negotiate <clears throat> And so there'll be lots of different thoughts And things come through in our minds Our imaginations can run wild Uh, What we fill our minds with can often be the news over and over again. Mm -hmm. We can become really obsessed with all of that. Mm -hmm. And the news is there to inform. It's not there to care for our souls. Mm -hmm. We have to take responsibility for our own souls, for our own spirit. And out of that flows a different set of emotions and a different set of thoughts. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost... uh, if we're sitting with all that stress and strain, we'll have to think, well, what am I doing just now mm-hmm. that is causing me to be so full of fear, mm-hmm. uh, full of anxiety? And chances are, you'll be feasting on the news. And what we should be doing is rationing the news and feasting on the things of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good so, talk.
0: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of,
1: uh, but I do think it's hard for people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I just read this week, Dave. I want your thoughts on this. Uh, A leading doctor, professor, leading cancer specialist in UK, he said, "Panic and fear are as contagious as this virus, and they'll kill even more people." What's your thoughts on that? Yes, well, I think that you know, you look to the person of Job in the Bible, who said, "That which I most feared came upon me." Mm -hmm. Now.
1: I think that people are frightened to die, mm-hmm. they're frightened to die alone, which is an existential reality for human beings. Yeah. Uh, but that fear continues, what am I going to do, what could I have done? There was someone speaking last night um, that I heard, and uh, what we're going through at the moment, we need to recognise. And what we're going through at the moment is grief. Mm-hmm. Now, grief doesn't happen when a person just dies Mm -hmm. it happens when there are moments of loss, Mm -hmm. so there is a process to all of this Mm -hmm. there's the denial, it will not happen to me, there's a sense of numbness and then people get angry and frustrated and maybe even frightened at this Mm thing. and then we have to come to a place of uh, after that people can get quite low and Mm -hmm. quite depressed Mm -hmm. and then, not that this is uh, linear, and cyclical mm-hmm. uh, and then we have to come to a moment of acceptance so the acceptance first and foremost mm-hmm. is the thing that we have to come to mm-hmm. do I think that fears and anxieties can uh, create more illnesses and do I think it can become contagious absolutely, mm-hmm. ideas are contagious mm-hmm. thank goodness ideas are contagious mm-hmm. otherwise the gospel wouldn't have spread throughout the world mm-hmm.
0: become contagious Mm -hmm. and the devil was there to kill steal and destroy Mm -hmm. and that includes our psychological Mm -hmm. uh, our sociological Mm -hmm. and finally our physical uh, bodies yeah great point thanks Dave Uh, what what about this that worry and fear corrode Uh, meaning they gradually weaken
1: adrenaline and cortisol because it goes way back to when the saber-tooth tiger or the lions chasing us Mm -hmm. Uh, everything else shuts down it's about survival Mm -hmm. so when we're feeling these emotions the rest of the body isn't interested in anything else it's just about survival Mm -hmm. and when we consistently do that we're closing down the rest of the body the rest of the, the the parts of the body that can create healing and peace mm-hmm. and bring our body to equilibrium mm-hmm. our body is always trying to heal mm-hmm. that's the wonder of the human body where you know we're fearfully and wonderfully made mm-hmm. uh but if we're living in survival emotions it's not about healing it's about surviving mm-hmm. uh, and so the rest the other stuff the good stuff the wonderful uh healing chemicals that we have in our body don't have a chance mm-hmm. so
2: does uh, worry and anxiety create
0: problems in the body? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, without reality, how do we care for our souls with these emotions and feelings?
1: let's not try and pretend that we've got it together. The other thing you can do is very simple as well is find somebody wise, somebody that you know that you can pick up the phone and just share some of this this with. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and somebody you know that um, is going to listen for a start or something about just getting out there that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. But our intention is cannot be just to keep sharing all this negative stuff because all we do is start to spread that around like a virus Mm -hmm. the idea is that i'm sharing this because i'm trying to offload it to replace it Mm -hmm. with something else Mm -hmm. it's like displacement Mm -hmm. and so we have to displace it with something else so what do we do Mm -hmm. first of all we might get some wisdom from someone else secondly when we do prayer god engages with us and he replaces that fear and anxiety Sometimes there are very practical things to do. Like, why don't you just read the word a wee bit more? Or meditate, or... get to the other side and they go yeah he says an even better thing I'm now going to walk across blindfolded and with a man on my back do you believe I can do it they go yes we believe he goes do I have a volunteer and of course
0: It just reminds me of a story <coughs> that I received when I, was, uh, when I was staying in a house a place called Stevenson years ago. I was three years in this house. It was beautiful in the summer. It had electric heaters. But in the winter, it was sandstone walls. The place was so cold. So I'm I'm sitting in this bedroom, ch- chanking at night, chittering. And year one, I'm sitting with sore, sore chest. Year two, a wee bit better. But by year three, you know, I had made adjustments to me, keep myself warm. I remember I was in Cawinham, and I saw this wee, and I read in a paper, like a cartoon caption, the back of the paper, There was a guy in a desert island, and he's sitting depressed like Tom Hanks in Castaway, can't he do anything about it, you're stuck, you know, and year one, totally depressed, year two, even more depressed. And then year three, this idea came into his mind, real estate, property development, you know, so that leads us into our next kind of point is, like, how do we make the best out of a bad situation? How do we reframe? How do we know be defined by, here's, here, you know, the, the, the interpretation of the situation is terrible. As you say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm processing this situation. Yeah, there's fear. Yeah, there's worry. We're not denying that. But how do I reinterpret this? How do I find it? Uh, meaning and I like you to maybe talk about this cognitive reframing yeah <laughs> so
1: there's lots of ways of cognitive reframing so cognitive reframing is um, looking at things from uh, basically it's looking at your thinking so cognitive is to do with our thinking and reframing and if you think of uh, I, I think it's really about not about the frame of a pair of glasses but the lenses mm-hmm. so we need to look through a different lens, Mm -hmm. so, or look through a different framework. Mm -hmm. And so, how do we do do that? So, um, here's a very simple wee story. I knew a guy that um, was about to go up uh, to court and he chances of him um, getting a non-custodial sentence for very, very poor indeed. And so he spoke to this wee, um, it was a wee Catholic monk and he said to him, oh, "What am I going to do, brother?" He says, "When I get the jail, he says, I know I'm going to get it." And he said, "How long do you think you'll get?" He says, "I'll get at least six months." And the monk said to him, "What a wonderful opportunity this is!" To the guy had recently got saved, but he had some court cases to come up for. He says, "What a brilliant opportunity this is to go and spend time with God." And of course, the guy's going, "What a great opportunity to get the jail!" He said, "Yeah, I'm going to." Mom,
2: that you get the thing. I don't think the
1: guy was too pleased yeah. but what he did and I met him when he came through the whole other side he got nine months in fact so mm. the wee month got another three months and he said We're thinking we have to do very practical things uh, because you'll never do this we just' or I'll
2: try and think
0: a different way mm-hmm. we have to do things differently mm-hmm. uh, and I suppose that's like getting ourselves organized mm-hmm. deciding making a decision and committing yeah. uh, to my plan for the day mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah I'm just thinking about this is the passive thing either uh, I know that absolutely. I know that we're in lockdown physically but it doesn't mean we need to be in lockdown spiritually. Oh, absolutely. In fact, quite the opposite. Mm -hmm. (coughs) I think that we can get so caught up in our daily duties of going to work and meeting people Mm -hmm. and doing things that we can often miss
1: out on the spiritual disciplines Mm -hmm. uh, that are there to enrich us and help us to grow. Mm -hmm. And so we have a great opportunity. One of the biggest challenges is in the same way as when, before lockdown, as we'll do, we do avoidance. Mm-hmm. We're brilliant at avoiding things. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You, your background with the, the twelve steps, you know what what they they teach that as a giving it away to keep it. You need to give it away to keep it. What about the what about the importance of actually doing things for others? Because you're actually then getting your mind off yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, not to deny it, uh, but say, oh, oh, I'm feeling a wee bit anxious here, Mm -hmm. so what can I do about that? Well, one of the big things in 12-step programming, uh, particularly in Alcoholics Anonymous, is Mm -hmm. we say, go and work with others. You want to get away from your own pain, Mm -hmm. go and work with others. Mm -hmm. And so that's why do something like phoning or do something for your Mm neighbour. Do something for somebody else Mm to take
0: your eye off you, we can easily get self centred. And no wonder with the news and stuff With that, so mm-hmm. I'm just like Yeah, and so I mean, just coming back to when these things are kicking in, other, other ways of caring for souls, when the anxiety's there, um, you know, because we've got all this time on our hands. One of the people <coughs> I was talking to you yesterday, there's difficulties. There's family distancing, you know, there's yeah. there's illness in family. There's that sense of how you process that, how you interpret that, you know, but there's, there's only so much that we can do, There's it's out of our control, and and yeah. the, the sense of being able to, I give this to God, you know, but what would you say, I know that we mentioned about the Soul Time app, yeah. and how important yeah. that's, that's been for you, and how, how you would counsel others on that.
1: in the mind Mm -hmm. and we meditate by faith on the things of God So he hasn't moved,
0: he's everywhere, he's in
1: us, working through us It's just sometimes our connection's
0: not very well open And meditation helps that Brilliant, and I'm just going to quote my wee devotional God calling here Because it says um, that Jesus, the Son of God He says, if I needed those quiet times away alone Away from noise, activity and busyness (laughs) How much more do you need them? You know, and yeah, as you're saying, absolutely. the opportunity here is another devotional that says, My poor world flies to me when its difficulties are too great to be surmounted in any other way, forgetting or never realising that if, with the same eagerness, those hearts sought me merely for companionship and loving communion, many of the difficulties would not arise. The, s- the circumstances, the character, the life had been so altered, so purified that those same difficulties wouldn't exist. He yeah. says, "Seek me early; that's the way to find me. Early before I get crowded out by life's troubles and difficulties and pleasures." Your thoughts on that, Dave?
1: the flesh the devil the world's always at war with us so we, we have this intention to get up and start early in the morning before our thoughts of the day come up and our body says uh no you need to go and get a cup of tea first mm. you need to go and do this first have your toast and then you'll meditate um so that's your body or your thinking goes oh no i've got to do this first so and it's really hard mm. And I've been, and I'm not successful at this every day. Mm-hmm. Far from it. Mm-hmm. But I know that I get the benefits when I get up, get washed, uh, go to the toilet. Okay, come back, sit down, Often with just a glass of water, and just Quiet. start my day exactly. in meditation. Exactly. The benefits that I have for that day, I can fit more in. I can. I'm able to see things more clearly. Yeah. Uh, so
0: yeah, and it's vital. Yeah, I totally, totally agree, exact same story, my actual, this morning, for me, I tried to get up at 6 o'clock the day before, and I woke up feeling, brilliant, yes, and then I went back to sleep, feeling, oh goodness me, didn't get up, so this, I I just named all that, I named how I'm feeling, wait, no getting up, this morning, I had it programmed in my head, and I, I made the decision before bed last night, and I got up, I was outside an hour, this morning, quiet, tremendous, start to the day, you're you're uh, letting go of all the, the baggage, letting go of accumulation of things and just centre yourself in God. So it's yeah. definitely the best start. What about um coming then from the place of meditation? What about taking God's medicine and affirming his word? How important is that right now? <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. I think for me, first of all, that, that whole idea of we're fearfully and wonderfully made mm-hmm. just makes me feel, even just as a human being, that hey, I'm pretty special to God. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the, the, I remember, let me tell you this wee story. It's a story that captures my heart because um, it's it's probably the first time I heard this
0: Just to finish, um, because, I mean, we've mentioned the, the you know, the importance of naming the fear. I, I just meant to say that, you know, through the, the prayers that are gained for the elders, which are on our website, they, they talk about entering into the full work of Christ daily. And the cross, when you enter into the work of the crucifixion, you're nailing anything that is hindering your progress, hindering your joy, that are preventing God's spirit, the free flow of his spirit flowing through you. So naming fear and then nailing it to the cross, naming it and saying, I'm nailing that on the cross today. I don't have to carry this. This is hindering my progress. It's hindering my joy here. Um, And and, and then the spoken word. You know, we look at, as you mentioned there, Jesus in the wilderness, when, when when the thoughts were coming against him, the thoughts are, uh, the temptations were coming against them, fears. You know, he used, he spoke to these things. He used the, the word of God, that says in the Ephesians, the, the sword of the spirit, the spoken word of God. Use that spoken word to combat every fear that's coming against your mind. How important do you think in this time that people exercise themselves in the things, Dave? Yeah, I, I think there's
1: lots of different ways, you know, the, the idea of nailing stuff to the cross and I know that a lot of people can do that cognitively, but then emotionally there's there can be some cognitive dissonance. Mm. So I, I can do it in my head, but I'm still feeling the fear. And so this is where I take scenes from the Bible and try to bring them alive and affirm the reality. And sometimes we miss it because we're just we reading it sometimes as words and information rather than trying to uh, engage in the experience. So Just the idea of fear, for example, Derek, this is what I do if I'm feeling particularly anxious. I think of Jesus when he was anxious in the Garden of Gethsemane. And I imagine him there and he's saying, Father, Father, if it's possible, could you take this cup from me? Mm -hmm. And there's almost a silence from heaven. And he said, "Okay, may your will, not my will, be done. Mm -hmm. And I imagine him there and me being there with him and approaching Jesus and I say, Jesus, I'm scared as well. I've got my fears and my anxieties. And he says, give them to me. Mm -hmm. I know where I'm going to take them. Mm -hmm. Because he knew what was going to happen to him. Mm -hmm. And so there's something that makes that very alive and very animate for me. And oh what a wonderful saviour mm-hmm. as I think of him mm-hmm. taking my fears mm-hmm. and my anxieties
0: mm-hmm. onto that cross mm-hmm. he took them yeah. I don't need to nail them mm-hmm. he took them mm-hmm. oh isn't that amazing what a wonderful saviour mm-hmm. we have yeah. Yeah, so Dave do you want to just close in prayer just thinking about the listeners that are you know that are discouraged that are feeling they're losing hope they're losing confidence they're maybe you know feeling a bit of fear and anxiety that just they're not able to shake off can you just lead a wee prayer for them, please?
1: Sure. We come before you with thoughts at this time, God, that there is so much anxiety and troubles going around, God, in people's hearts and in their minds and emotions. Jesus, you felt every emotion of humanity, all of the ups and the downs. And so I pray for those people just now who are feeling particularly anxious. The Lord, you would, with your arms open, receive from them their fear, their anxiety, their worry, because, Lord Jesus, you have overcome. Mm. Through your life, your crucifixion, your death on the cross, that you took all things that hold mankind back from becoming all that we can be. And so, Lord, as each person that's listening to this prayer gives you their fear, their anxiety, their worries, Lord, would you bless them now? Would you bless them by your grace? Would they experience something deep of the person of you, Lord Jesus, in this moment, that your truth that may abide in their hearts and minds. That we are in you, wonderfully made. Mm. That we are in you, brothers and sisters in Christ. And so in that sense of unity and love and communion with you, we say thank you, God, that in this moment you come through in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.
0: This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at Until next time, God bless you.